1: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple
0: near you. Harvey, can I have a word with you? Sorry,
2: Faye, my days of talking to you are over.
0: I know you went to see George. So what? So I want to know what he told you. The truth, that you leveraged
2: him to get money after you found out he was committing a crime.
0: Well, I hate to tell you this, but that's not the truth.
2: You gonna say you didn't keep him from being investigated by the bar? And then he didn't miraculously agree to give you all his money in a divorce settlement?
0: That's the thing George is good at. Twisting details to sound true. I did keep them from investigating him and I made him give me the money. But what he left out was, I stayed there three more years and didn't take a salary so I could make his clients whole.
2: Bullshit. Why would you do that if you hated the man?
0: Because I have a daughter. And I didn't want her to grow up knowing that her father was a criminal. There it is. There's the truth. So you can expose me, but you'll be shattering my daughter's conception of her father.
2: Well, here's what we're going to do. You're going to hire Samantha back. Then you're going to resign. And we're going to call it even.
0: I can't do that. I'm sorry, what did you say? I can't horse trade my way out of this. I don't
2: believe this. You let this piece of shit off scot-free, but you won't bring her back for something you don't even have proof
0: of? I have all the goddamn proof I need, because just three days ago, you were in that office yelling at her for this, and I saw you.
2: Well, you might as well start packing your shit, Faye, because as soon as I find proof of what you did, you're gone.
0: one line in my career. I hated doing it, but I did it. From my child. Samantha did what she did to win a case. That's not the same thing.
3: Suits season 9 episode 6 is over. If you're ready to hear us talk about whatever it takes then Suits yourself. I'm Rob Sistrino back here with the guy who has to have seen Terminator One and
4: Two, right? It's Chappelle. <laughs> I have seen the Terminators. I actually saw Terminator One several times, but then I saw Terminator Two and 3D at, in 3D at uh, Universal Studios in Orlando, oh. Florida. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool. Um, my parents, once upon a time, they decided to take. It was like a, the the older people in our family decided to take all the kids on a road trip to Florida, and the kids, us being uh, you know very young, we thought we were going to Disney World. Imagine our shock when we drove past that exit in Orlando. We were not happy. And then we saw we were going to Orlando Studios, and we thought, oh, this is great. Nickelodeon is there. It's going to be a blast. Until we realized all the parents were taking us on an adult trip, and they just had to drag their kids along. We did no kid rides yeah. at all. I saw Earthquake, uh, Jaws, Twister, How old Terminator. Like nine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? <laughs> and the whole time we're like, okay, if we could just get to Nickelodeon, everything's gonna be fine. We get there and it's pitch black. Like it's dark outside. There's no slime. There's no all that. All my childhood dreams were just ruined. And I spent my time watching damn Terminator 2 and 3D. So there <laughs> yeah. you go. Terminator 2 is a little
3: intense for a nine year old.
4: You think? Yeah. Um, so is the Jaws ride and <laughs> Twister. And Earthquake. I even you know what yeah. Earthquake was at the time? Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. parents are great. I think
3: Earthquake's awesome more people. famous for the ride than the movie at this point. Um, but, all right. Well, Chappelle, we are here with only now four episodes left of Suits after this one. We are in the endgame here as we get an episode, whatever it takes, as uh, we are. We had the cliffhanger from last episode about Samantha getting fired and how... We need to do whatever it takes to get Samantha back.
4: Yeah, I thought whatever it takes would be a callback to Degrassi again because we also get Brian oh my back God. in this episode. And yeah, whatever it takes is the theme song to Degrassi. And so <laughs> when I saw <laughs> that he popped back up, I was like, you know, I see what you're doing, Suits Creators, and I don't like it at all. I hate this guy. He yep. sucks.
3: Okay, well, we'll talk about Katrina and Brian. And I think Katrina did find. I think we've said this like eight she times. She stood up. She finally
4: stood up. And this is the end of Brian. This is it. It's got to be. There's four episodes left. You mean to tell me we're going to slide Brian, and Brian into one more slot? Like what yeah. possibly left is there for this man to do? He's awful. I think we had to bring Brian back
3: to at least like give Katrina like a clear win. I think that that's kind of like, uh, we had to like bring him back to like, be finally like stepped on.
4: Yeah. She had to vanquish him once and for all. Cause last episode, when you and I talked about this, we were like Katrina stood up, but did she, because she can't even listen to the man's voicemails, which she honestly should have listened to because he was, he was showing up to, uh, to, to you know, hit, hit her with this court case, you know. And had she heard it, she would have known. But she was like, nope, I'm moving on. I deleted the voicemail. I know that I can move on separately without having to wonder what he had to say to me. And we were thinking, mm, it feels like there's still some feelings there if you can't even be faced with the voicemail. Yeah. Um, so now we know that she's done the voicemail. They've done a case against each other. They've worked closely together. And uh, we're good here. Brian sucks.
3: Yeah. Okay. well, uh, let's go with our a story here where we're Mm going to do whatever it takes to get some dirt on Faye, because that's the only way we're going to get Samantha Wheeler back is because we have to find Faye had to have done something dirty in her life. And so we're going to get to the bottom of it.
4: Yeah, but Faye, Faye, very wisely, she immediately knows after she fired Samantha that this is exactly what uh, ZSLWW does. They they go they above did. and beyond. They, they break the rules. And so she calls Donna like, hey, Donna, I know what's about to happen here. I'm 100% sure that y'all are about to come after me on some stupid stuff and I've already instructed you that the stupid stuff is what's getting you fired. So, it would be wise for you to try to stop the people at the partners at this firm from coming after me doing some things under the, uh you know, under the belt, um, you know, that could get them fired. Just go ahead and just stomp that out for me Donna. And Donna's like uh, I guess you're right. And so they make this pact, like we're gonna do whatever it takes. And even on the roof, there like, yeah, yeah. And she's just kind of like, I mean, I can't agree to that because I really don't want the law firm to end fighting a fight for Samantha when Samantha knew she was breaking the rules. Like there, it was. Yes, this is Harvey's fault for yelling it, but this is very clear. Samantha just doing whatever the hell she wants to do, and yeah, she got caught, and so she really should be fired in this moment. So Donna just doesn't want to risk the entire law firm to do some dirty stuff to get Samantha back in because what if they don't have a law firm for her to come back to?
3: Yeah. The the whole like Samantha thing that, you know, this was just like such a like tacked on part of the whole thing with Mike Ross, where she fabricated the evidence and Harvey yelled at her and she got fired. But it's like that nobody seems to really learn the lesson here at specter lit Wheeler Williams of like don't do unethical stuff like yeah like she like Faye is really it's here to like actually like she's like you know standing there with her you know radar gun and if -hmm. you're speeding she's gonna bust you and they're like that's you know whatever we should be allowed to drive as fast as we want it's like we're you know we have important places to go
4: it's like no just don't break the rule just don't break the rule. And it I think from their point of view, it's like we lived in a place where rules were recommended, if not just suggestions, you know, like the speed limit over here was it was 80, 85, which is higher than other speed limits, but we were fine going 85. But Faye showed up and was like, mm, the standard across the board is 60. And they're like, wait, no. No, because when we the speed limit was going 85, we were going 95, and so you know, <laughs> give yourself, you know five miles, you know, five miles per hour grace, you know. But she's like, no, I need you to go 60, which means you could give yourself 65, and even then, I might be on your ass. Mm-hmm. And so it's that. That jump between what they used to do and what they are doing, that they're just not able to connect to it. And Harvey is taking this extremely personally because he's the reason why Samantha got fired, because he decided to shout these things at her uh, very publicly where they could hear her from outside the door. Yeah. Should Harvey have blamed himself so much for this? He seems to really have like taken a lot of the blame for this. Well, it is very stupid that Harvey yelled that in the middle of the office, yes. So he should... I, I, on the one hand, no. Samantha's grown and she did what she did and there's nothing that Harvey could have done. He begged her to not do it, you know. But also, we've seen Harvey and Mike and Rachel and, and Donna and Jessica always, they have these fights just in the public sometimes. Yeah. Just Harvey doesn't have an in inside the voice. They don't. And they do these stuff in a street corner outside of the, the hot dog stand. For this to be privileged information, you're just shouting it a lot of times. And so they, they even say it. Harvey's like, We could have gone to the roof. We could have went to the file room. There's five other places I could have chose Mm -hmm. this. But I was such a hothead. And I was so offended. Basically, what he's trying not to say is that he was so offended and took it so personally because it was Mike Ross that he just lost his cool. Because if it wasn't Mike, I don't think he's shouting at her in the middle of the office. So, yeah, he feels like he should take some ownership over this. And he's going to make it right because samantha's family and we know family's a big part of this season yes okay so we
3: have faye's family faye's ex-husband okay we know that faye has had like kind of like a messy divorce and the proceedings are all sealed and so we're gonna go back to uh, the ex-husband here and uh, first off we get gretchen um uh, I, I think, actually, the, Gretchen knew about this. Uh, her part comes in uh, after they go and meet with him. So, uh Fazek's husband, this guy has been in, like, a million things, right?
4: Yes. What is his name? His um, na-
3: so, I'm looking at his IMDB. Okay, his name is Kevin Dunn, but he's been in... Uh, A bunch of different things uh, that he has over 135 film credits. uh, But I don't know what he's really best known for. I don't know if I can tell you like one thing that, oh, he's that guy from that thing.
4: But you've seen this guy in a million places. He's everywhere. This man is a legend. I cannot tell you why he's a legend, but he's been in, like you said, he's been in everything. Um, i So he was uh, uh, probably, if you're a Veep fan, he was in 54 episodes of Veep. Okay, yeah, that's his big one. Samantha Who was another one. He was in, a big one in, Who? which, you know, kind of fits. Yeah, exactly. Samantha Who. Uh, and, um, yeah, but he's in everything. I mean, TV, movies, television series. I think we're we're not giving this man his flowers appropriately enough. You know, I think he he, he needs a role that he's definitely known for. If you're a Veep guy, then, yeah, Ben Cafferty is his role. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, from 1980, 19- 86 to 2023, he's been in oh, probably what 50 television shows. The man is amazing, yeah. Okay, so yeah,
3: he's in an episode of Seinfeld, um, so. He was, oh, yeah, Jerry's uh, childhood friend uh, and uh, comes back and wants to uh, reconnect with Jerry. Um, So that's probably, Ah. you know, anybody who was in Seinfeld, it's like, uh, you know, that you, you end up being like seen by like 30 years of people watching reruns.
4: Exactly. So everybody knows him. He also was uh, Sam Witwicky's father in Transformers. So Mm -hmm. I think that might be where he's sticking out to me. Um, Alan Abernathy's father in uh, Stewart in Small Soldiers. You know, so, you know, a a guy of a certain age. That was kind of the stuff that I grew up watching. He actually...
3: (laughs) auditioned for the role of george costanza i don't know how far he got in uh the running for it but they must have liked him enough to bring him back for an episode but anyway all right so they go to see faye's ex-husband he's like faye oh yeah she's trash she divorced me <laughs> she blackmailed me um she
4: took my money she's a, she's a piece of work yeah harvey goes well, we got to get the husband to talk trash about her. But if you were ever married to Faye, I'm sure you got some trash to talk. <laughs> and um, yeah, this guy says that. So Faye initially, you know, got him fired very, like without asking him any questions. She saw what mm-hmm. happened. He was, ta- he was taking money, overcharging some people and then, you know, spreading the billings across the board uh, because he was doing pro bono work or like cheap work. And so he was trying to make it balance out. But it's illegal. And so Faye found out. She fired him immediately, turned him in. But she did not get his license taken. She decided to use his license to leverage uh, some more money out of the divorce proceedings. At least that's his point of view. And so he's like, yeah. And I'll tell you whatever you want to know about our sealed uh, divorce settlement. Because guess what? She already already sued me for everything I got. I don't have any more money. So whatever. I don't care. So Mm -hmm. uh, he's now on their side. And they're thinking, this is all we need. All we need now is proof of what this man is saying. And we can take Faye to... the cleaners and get her out of here
3: but can we trust it is the question so we need to go to gretchen because she has her old contacts and so gretchen will you help us out because it's dangerous if I finds out you'll be fired gretchen she's i'll do it on one condition Mm -hmm. harvey you need to throw a baby shower for lewis and rightfully he's like (laughs) what what why is
4: what why What? why is this
3: She's Why like, don't you Christian? see how much
4: it would mean to him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, what, you want me to be Sheila's midwife, too? And Lewis is like, well, I mean, you could. It's like, he's no. Like, I wouldn't mind no. that, yeah. Yeah, no, Gretchen is like, this is a serious matter, and I am taking this very seriously. Lewis deserves to have you at, throw his baby shower. Now, I don't know if anybody in the world would want Harvey Specter throwing a baby shower for them. Mm-hmm. I think this is definitely like a Harvey, maybe you bankroll the baby shower. Maybe you pay for the baby shower. But actually, organizing said baby shower, pin the diaper on the baby, the little uh, binky games that they do and stuff like that. Like, bro, I don't have time for that. Not Especially not from Harvey because God knows the baby's going to be wearing a three-piece suit. It would be the worst you know, baby shower. Uh, the worst baby shower. Like, it's like, okay, we got scotch over there yep. for all the guests. Like, bro, there's, there's children here. Um, but, uh harvey he folds he has no choice and uh you know lewis gets one of the gretchen one of those patented lewis's hugs yeah.
3: first off um donna will plan the baby shower uh
4: donna second, will, second donna uh, will
3: plan the baby <laughs> shower will, the baby. will we see said baby shower we have four episodes of suits left
4: oh no we won't see the baby shower sadly um but big milestone I think this say- is episode 130 by the way I think if you tell Harvey to plan the baby shower, as as you said, Donna will plan the baby shower, but at least Harvey probably will come to the baby shower. He'll be there. Which... If you did not have him over a barrel with this one, you would not see Harvey at the baby shower. I am very close friends a lot like, with people who've had babies. And every time they're like, what baby shower, I'm like, nope. yeah, No, no, stop it. Because <laughs> every time they ask you to have, like every time they have a child, they want you to also financially, you know, help with the child. Uh, the, the baby needs this. The baby needs this. Well, the baby needs parents who can afford all that stuff before they knew me, you know? And so when they start to say baby shower, I'm like, hey, I came to the wedding. I'll be at the baby's second or third birthday party when the baby can interact with people but the baby shower is not really for me so even i would have tapped out of this i think they got harvey between a rock and a hard place he has to do it
3: mm-hmm. okay so he says fine fine i'll throw the baby shower okay so uh gretchen is going to go to work on getting uh basically backing up what the ex-husband is going to stay is going to be saying about faye and faye it turns out that you know she's it didn't exactly go the way that the ex-husband says. She goes to him and is like, What did you tell him? He's like, Well, I left out a couple of things. First off, she shames his meal. First off, Faye, it's 2024. Okay. <laughs> we do not body shame even your ex. Don't tell him he's 30 pounds overweight. Let let him eat <laughs> boy dinner,
4: okay? <laughs> she burst into the door like, what's your fat ass over there doing? It's like, Faye. She's what like, do I you have like a calzone? No yeah, he was just like feeding his face at lunch. He had his, I mean, at dinner, like uh, while he's overworked, like he got his uh, tie thrown over his shoulder because he doesn't want to mess it up. The man's clearly in hell, Faye. You 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 got all his money. Leave this man alone. She's a walk in. <laughs> what are you, big tub of lard? What you got going on over there? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, Faye, don't come in here with that BS. And she goes back and forth with him and basically calls him a liar. He's like, nah, I ain't lying. He's like, but I might have left out a few key details. Turns out those key details are that Faye actually, um, when she found out about what he was doing to his clients, she refused to take a salary to make his clients whole. And so she was like giving the money to them in, you know, in return for getting her husband fired. And she stayed with him for three years while she got that worked out. Like she didn't immediately divorce him and take all his money and like leverage his license and all this other stuff. So she did all that stuff because she didn't want their daughter to find out that their dad was a scumbag.
3: So, all right, well, it turns out that Faye is going to stay on for a bunch of years to help protect this secret. So, Faye, not just the battle axe that Mr. Richardson is painting her as, uh, Lewis comes to Harvey and has the smoking gun. He's like, that's it, this is what we need. And Harvey has mixed feelings.
4: Yeah, because, you know, this is again a very family oriented season of television. So everything's about the family Samantha's family. uh, We've seen Donna's dad in these episodes. And now, of course, we see, we we, we always hear about Robert Zane and his daughter, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, We've seen Samantha kind of dealing with uh, her, you know, looking for her biological parents. We've seen her interact with Alex's parents. So it's, it's, Right on par for this to be something that makes Harvey say, okay, let me take pause. Because now, are we really going to make Faye look awful uh, or make Faye's husband look awful in front of his daughter? And then also call out Faye and get her fired for doing something to protect her daughter? I don't think Harvey has it in him anymore. I mean, back in the day, maybe. Mm -hmm. But now, not in the family season of of Suits. They're not going to let that fly.
3: I didn't notice that theme as much here in season nine. I know that we've talked a lot about how like this place is family, and you know, uh, even in like a lot of the later seasons. But I, I didn't uh, see it as hard
4: here in season nine before this. Yeah, it's heavy. It's very heavy now. Cause think about it: Alex and uh, his daughter Joy have yeah. their thing where she hits the car. You know, Samantha's like, I, uh, you know, I don't have a parent, and Robert Zane is like, this is for my daughter. And, you know, they they blackmail Alex because of his Mm -hmm. family, you know. Uh, It's just, everything is family related. And then even the suits, the partners. Up until now, we've never heard anybody just referring to each other as family so much. Alex and Samantha barely know each other. And now, you know, ZSLWW is just, it is the the family law firm. Mm -hmm. You know, it just is. We can't let this person go down. We can't let this person get fired. We have to move in lockstep. Donna can't lose her vote. We're all a family. And It is essentially what saves the day here for Faye because Donna is not going to let this go down because she's like, if Faye was my mom and was protecting my dad, how would I feel? And we've seen that Harvey's had to protect Donna's dad and protect Harvey—well, Donna from her dad in several different occasions. And Donna doesn't take it well when Harvey's at odds with her dad. Even her dad is dead-ass wrong. So, yeah. I think this is just the perfect time to bring out the, hey, this is Suits, and we're all a family here on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right. Well, yeah, Donna, she's like, Harvey, Like this isn't you. This isn't the person I want you to be. And he says, all right, we can't do this. We can't let Faye's adult daughter have a different opinion of, of her father oh, her and say and and,
4: We and, can't and do this. Faye. Yeah, Yeah, you can't punish Faye for trying to protect her daughter. Not this firm. Any other firm, yes, but this Faye has a daughter, okay? She does, and the daughter has a name. We don't know the daughter's name, Mm -hmm. but um, also um, Donna does ask Harvey about his, you know, upbringing and how, you know, Harvey. Sometimes you wish you didn't know things about people that you could, you know, that potentially you could uncover on accident. Because Harvey yelling about Samantha is very similar to Harvey. Outing his uh, dad and mom's infidelity, you know his mom's infidelity against his dad, you know, and so she's mm-hmm. like, "If you could take it back, Harvey, wouldn't you have rather you not knew about your mom?" And he's kind of like, "Damn, mm-hmm. kind of right." Like if I was a kid and I could like prevent myself from knowing that my mom was cheating on my dad, although it was a good thing that I was able to break that up, he's yeah. still like the burden of carrying that as a kid is crazy. I thought
3: it was a little bit of a stretch to compare. They were these pushing two things. They were really pushing. Yeah. I mean, really, like, really, are we talking about like when Harvey first saw? Like, I guess he would not have wanted to know that. But also, you know, Faye's daughter is an adult. Also, um, also. I mean, do we know that? I think so.
4: I mean, do we? I mean
3: <laughs> how we yeah I, I mean I think denise crosby has gotta be is probably like 60 right like uh does she have like is her kid 12
4: I mean I don't know i don't I don't know man uh I just didn't know. Like, that they ever explicitly said her daughter's age. And yes, me and you both are on so, the same page. Yeah, Denise
3: Crosby is 66 years old. This was five years ago. So she's 61 as uh, playing. I mean, it's possible, but
4: it's possible. Maybe her daughter's in college. And even then, she still wouldn't want to mm-hmm. know her dad was a crook. Um but but yes this is still an adult daughter that we're talking about as far as you and I are concerned I we agree we yeah. we simultaneously we had the same vision of the same <laughs> adult woman <laughs> right okay
3: so Let's then uh, pivot to the Samantha side of the story. Well, it was fun that we had Robert Zane was back in like out of everything going on. You know, Robert Zane, you know, was not summoned at all here in season nine, all throughout the whole saga of should we take his name off the door? He did not care. He was not showing up, did not call. But Samantha got fired and he's like, "Uh, what the hell? I got to show my face around here.
4: For his daughter. (laughs) He is the first, he is the closest thing she has to a a father. And so, he shows up like, bruh, y'all gotta make this go away. Because Samantha goes to him. See, that's what really threw me off. Samantha comes to him at the beginning of the episode and says, Robert, I I didn't know where else to go. Ma'am, Robert don't got a job? And you're a grown-ass woman with a house in an apartment or whatever. What do you mean? Like, she acted like Faye threw her out into the cold. Like, she lived at at ZSLWW. Robert, I just didn't know where else to turn to. Yeah. Like, come in, daughter. Like, what do you mean? Go home. You know, mm-hmm. call this man on the yeah. phone. But they sit down I and did talk about fabricate it.
3: Fabricate some evidence against your son-in-law.
4: Was that wrong? Yeah. Was, was that, that bad? Wrong? And he's like I mean, Who I among us? Who among is. us? Come who, on. Right. <laughs> you think Mike Ross wouldn't do this same thing? Robert Zane's like, yes. My entire family would have done the same exact thing. <laughs> from, from Maybe Robert Zane's the only one who wouldn't have, but Samantha and Mike Ross and maybe Rachel would have all been a party to this mess in, in, in any other circumstance, so he can't be too mad. And he's like, okay, Samantha, don't do anything too crazy. And she's like, uh, I'm sorry, Robert Zane, but I have to. I have to do something yeah, crazy. I have an and appointment so with go- the FBI. I was like, what, man, what are you talking about? Apparently the FBI and Samantha have had a few run-ins before in the past. They know about her, her, her spotty past and her record. And they're like, all right, let's make a deal. Well, it was all the stuff from the flashback
3: of like going back to when uh, it was like the dirty stuff that was going on at the like law firm formerly known. Oh, it was the the, what Jarvis Green Ellis uh, when it was when (laughs) Robert Zane had his like soft coup uh, to ultimately Mm -hmm. get into power. And that was when she was talking to the FBI in the first place. But this FBI guy, this guy had a lot of nerve. Like no, this he, guy sucks. He took this meeting with Samantha and is like, all right, fine, I'll help you out. Like, you want some information here on Faye Richardson? Fine, that's the deal. Get me, bring me Gavin Andrews's head.
4: Like, fine, yeah. deal. So they're like, not my client. Not my client. I can't do Gavin. Okay, let's get Gavin. She doesn't even like Gavin, you know, and it's not her client anymore. She's (laughs) fired. So um, (laughs) Gavin goes to to Alex Williams. He's like, hey, Alex, um, there's some stuff going on with my niece. She's coming after me. I'm being blackmailed. Can you shut this down? And I was like, actually, why don't you call Samantha? Because, uh, you know. She's unemployed. She ain't got mm-hmm. nothing else going on right now. She might need the money. And so there's a lot of overlap between the Gavin case, the the Alex of it all, and Samantha's still doing dirt. And so she's ready to throw Gavin under the bus. And when she does rob, these people, you know, Robert Zane steps in, like, I can't let you just throw yourself under the bus for this one. I'm going a, I'm to a type up some legal documentation to protect you. Now, why Samantha couldn't do this? Have no clue. She's She, too, is a lawyer. She could have just typed this up. Robert Zane has an ironclad... Document that says we're going to get blanket immunity from everything that happened with Gavin. So when Gavin comes in here squealing, we do not catch any of the heat. Cool. Bet. Sign away. All right, Mr. (laughs) FBI agent, what do you have for me? I'm sorry, we don't have anything. (laughs) I have nothing. I have nothing to share. Nothing at all. Good, Good day. good day i said good day gotcha gotcha She like what he's like yeah i mean you told me to look i looked there's nothing the lady's clean as a whistle and even if she wasn't guess what you just got played by the fbi baby like, all right this guy sucks i hate him boo fbi boo what the hell why did we even do this it was to show you that you can't trust the fbi um, but we do know this yeah. Samantha does have immunity, so whatever happens to Gavin Was this the now, real FBI? This guy wasn't just like like a
3: federal bikini inspector or something like I that? Mean,
4: if he was, he still shouldn't have signed this document, <laughs> you know. But he was willing to do whatever it takes. And you know, Robert Jane really did save Samantha a lot of trouble because had she not signed that, they would have got Gavin. They probably would have took Samantha down too or had her over a barrel for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. And she still wouldn't have gotten any information on Faye. So it ended up working out in the end. Uh, I think, kind of. She just didn't get any information that she could use.
3: <sighs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, but why did I have to bring Gavin Andrews even back for this? Like, and also, can Gavin Andrews like take a meeting that's not in an airplane hangar, like
4: while wearing a suit? No, you know. Speaking of suits. What the hell was Robert Zane wearing a suit for all episode? He meets Harvey on the street corner like, Harvey, guess what? I heard about Samantha. i like, okay, well, Robert, where were you going? Because you you two don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you wanted to dress down now? Yeah. Wh- why are you putting on a three-piece suit to just go
3: like walking? I, I think Robert Zane hasn't told his wife that he's fired. I think he still <laughs> has to leave the house every day and put a suit on. And
4: he's like a stay home all
3: day with Laura.
4: Yeah, he gets dressed and, like, leaves. She's like, oh, all right, honey, off to work. Yeah, it's like, I heard they were taking your name off the... No, no, don't worry about that, Laura. That's fine, <laughs> it's fine. No, I'm sure I called earlier, and it said uh, Specter lit Williams. It didn't say Zay. No, 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 that receptionist, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. We, what, we. What are you going to do? We can't find good help. I'll talk to Gretchen when I get to work. <laughs> See you later, honey. <laughs> 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 Robert Zay needs to buy some sweatpants. So,
3: then... <laughs> We get with uh, Samantha that she, like Harvey tells her like what's going on. She's like, ah, I was mad at you an hour ago, but uh, it's all good. I don't have a job either. Whatever. I'm just like my mentor. Yeah. And so I did find my biological father. He's in Pittsburgh. And Harvey Whoa. says, I'm going to go. <laughs> we've only got four episodes left and we've got a road trip to Pittsburgh to do. Really? Really? Yeah
4: in the terrible town Samantha's father better
3: be Terry Bradshaw if we're gonna go all the way (laughs) to Pittsburgh to go meet her biological dad
4: (laughs) you know is is it worth the trip if it is Terry Bradshaw like would you be okay with it like because we've had no we have to talk about it because we've had Charles Barkley as a cameo so it is a possibility that we get to Pittsburgh and Terry Bradshaw is there what do you do? (laughs) Hey Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I've booed a lot of people on this show. He gives if her Terry a terrible Bradshaw, towel. If Terry Bradshaw is anywhere in the next episode of Suits, I am it's booing. Like, oh, you the got the blonde hair for me. Boo! Boo! <laughs> I'm booing the entire podcast. Every time someone says his name, I'm booing him in the name of the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. There's not there's not a way that I'm letting Terry Bradshaw get away with his crimes here. <laughs>
3: All right, so we've got to do that. I, mean, I I was not that thrilled to see this road trip to Pittsburgh.
4: Yeah, with it's everything so going on. Yeah. And Harvey's like, "I'll go with you. Let's go." I we what are we about to find, you know? And uh, I and it's funny because it's four episodes before the show ends. So it, it makes it feel like Samantha's um Lineage, or you know, whatever is a very big portion of the show. Like, we should this is like an end game conversation. So, by the end of this, I'm assuming we're either gonna know Samantha's parents are you know alive and well and they want to be in her life, yeah. or Samantha is like met them and she's like, I'm good, I have my own family now. I'm, I'm part of, yeah, I'm just a Just drop her now. off,
3: you know, she's her yeah. name, she's already fired. Take her name off the wall, it's fine. Drop her off in Pittsburgh, we're
4: yeah, so yeah. Um. Yeah, ugh, this is just weird, but okay, fine. And this is what we're doing. We got four episodes. They got to stretch this out. I don't know what, because who's the big bad? At this point, you're not, we're not really even mad at Faye no more. We're mm-hmm. like, all right, Faye's got to so take it easy on her. I mean, we weren't <laughs> ever, but I mean, at least it, this, this got Harvey in them off our yeah. back a little bit. Yeah. So what?
3: what's next? Who's the bad guy? But some of these suit seasons, like they'll just bring in like episode nine, they'll bring in somebody that's like a final boss.
4: And it'd be like a two parter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Samantha's parents are also lawyers and like hmm. they're like gonna sue the law for like you got our daughter fired now <laughs> now and now Harvey and them have to rally Pay behind Faye. Yeah. It's like Fay's family, damn it. Okay
3: we have the Brian and Katrina saga and we go to Kurt's coffee and Brian's representing Kurt and they fired Kurt and they didn't give him a good deal and so she is a uh, Katrina is representing I guess the brand the company of Kurt's coffee and we have a case against Brian Katrina's migraines are back, um, and Susan is back to helping Katrina. She's not here to blackmail her. She's like, "But I already know all your secrets, so you might as well let me help." Uh,
4: by the end of this, Katrina does uh, like promote Susan. And I'm sorry, I know this—we're going out of order a little bit here, but I have to get in front of this. I don't know, Katrina. What the hell are you doing? There's not—you telling me there are no better associates? I Back she in my day, she doesn't
3: know what is a good associate and what's not. <laughs> she was gonna. She thought Brian was the
4: greatest. She really did. I, this is bad. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure it will lead to nothing because there's four episodes le- left. They're not gonna build up Susan to be some awful associate again. Like we already saw that she sucks. But man, back in the day, you know. Pearson Hardman, they only let in Harvard grads and everything was so nice. We knew our associates were going to be good associates. They were going to do their job. They started letting in Mike Ross and in followed all the riffraff because now you got Susan who tried to blackmail Katrina as her number one draft pick for like, okay, I I don't like you, but I think you'd be a good associate. She's like, but you got to stop talking to me. You got to stop asking questions. You got to stop being you. And to Susan's credit, She's like very happy at the end. I was watching the actress as they like pan away from her. She's like, "Oh my god, I did it! I made it! I didn't even have to blackmail my boss to do it." But damn, Katrina, is this it? Is this all we have? Y'all mm-hmm. need to open up, to let everybody in because this is ridiculous.
3: Yeah, and we had went back and forth with Brian. You know, she froze up. She had the migraine. Whatever. Brian, like, uh, said, like, hold on, uh, let's take a motion to adjourn here so Katrina could get her head straight um and ultimately we Susan's like pushing her let's go into the personal emails and says like hey like uh don't we have precedent of you and Brian had personal stuff that didn't always get into the business workplace uh, st- issues and so she like i don't know this, this whole thing was like Brian
4: like were you ready were you trying to cheat on your wife Brian? It sounds like it. It sounds like he was like, okay, I need to spend more time with Katrina. So I'm gonna to lie to her about the senior partners coming to me and need me needing a big win or a big case. So he put himself on a case where Katrina could easily throw him off. Then he said, No, Katrina, I need I need this. So she doesn't throw him off. Like, I'm going for a dismissal. She comes in for the dismissal, she has all the things, but she's having a migraine. And he's like, Oh, well, let's do a continuance so that you know Katrina has a chance to get herself together. So then he tries to get it extended, and then you know they're trying to come at him with the personal email stuff, and just and he's just kind of kicking the can down the road a little bit. And so Katrina's kind of like, you know, Brian, when you called, you know, I, I appreciate you doing the migraine thing for me like that. I, that that really did help me. But you know, we still got to draw the lines here. And he's like, well, you know, I, I kind of put myself in this position so that I could spend more time with you. And she's like, excuse me, I said, yeah, mm-hmm. I missed you, and so I needed to be up in your space again because you know, and you know, whatever, whatever happens might happen. Katrina, what, who am I? What kind of man would I be if I did I was like, all right, Brian, what the hell? Yeah. And she's like, even Katrina's like, what the hell? What are
2: you, What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah.
4: Like, You had the opportunity to try to work here and be a professional and also be my friend, but just not as close as we were. And you were like, no, I can't even look at you. My wife would find out. And then what would I, you know, I got to go. I got to quit my job. But you quit your job only to try to call me underneath the table and be like, all right, now, now then I don't work there no more. What's up? You know? And so, uh, yeah, it looks like he was just looking for a reason to cheat on his wife and Katrina caught on and now she's giving him the boot once and for all. Get out of here, Brian. Brian,
3: stand up. Scram. Go home. No,
4: get the hell out. Go to hell, Brian. And we hate you.
3: 18 plus. Chappelle, who gets the liddy here? Season
4: nine, episode six, only five liddies to go. Can I please give it to Katrina? Please. Okay,
3: fine, fine. Katrina okay. gets the Liddy. Not really part of the bigger storyline. I mean, ultimately, no. what are you going to do here? Give it to Harvey, uh, like right. for deciding not to not destroy Faye. To I guess yeah. <laughs> not to, to go down the road. I mean, maybe Faye warms up a little bit towards them after uh, that. She knows that they could have gone over the line and they didn't. Maybe that's progress in Faye's mind. But ultimately, all right, uh that's fine. Not really a lot of references here other than uh the Terminator.
4: No, Terminator Two as well. Wh- which was your preferred Terminator?
3: I mean Terminator two, I remember just being so iconic at the time of like mm-hmm. I feel like that Terminator one sort of came and went, but Terminator Two was sort of like built as like the biggest movie ever. Yeah. Uh, in nineteen
4: ninety one. Judgment Day. You yes. Know? Uh, were you shocked to see that uh Lewis has actually seen Terminator and Terminator Two? I mean Pretty big movies. I mean, Lewis, a guy of a certain
3: age. I mean, it seems like that he would be like right there in his wheelhouse. So uh, we know uh that, you know, he was like uh, a like in his late teens in the 80s when the first Terminator came out and certainly mm-hmm. in the right age group to see an R-rated Terminator 2 in 1991. So I think that that's, uh, you know, it would be in his pop
4: culture, um, you know, uh, sweet spot. Yeah, it would have been tough to miss it for sure. I mean, like I said, I've seen it in 3d that's because yeah. i have a horrible a horrible parents but whatever Yeah. You know, they're great they're very great. They're similar to, i feel 3D. like
3: josh wiggler's origin story of being shown uh terminator
4: 2 at a very young age have you two ever bonded over this no we haven't but i do know that that's what what the first rated r movie he ever went and saw or yeah. something like that it's it's something to that to that effect i think i'd seen don't get me wrong <laughs> I was like nine, that was not the first rated R movie I'd ever seen, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, but I think, yes, he also saw a movie at a very young age. I think his parents were a little bit more protective over what he was watching at the time than uh, mine were, but again, mine were on a an adult road trip. They just had a bunch of kids with them. Mm-hmm. Okay,
3: this is a great question that we got from Kat, uh, who, uh, more of an observation. Um, so Kat says, this show really loves to use a female family member as its main motivation for action uh Mm -hmm. robert and rachel zane robert's sister alex williams daughter frank gallo's daughter harvey's mom lewis's sister samantha's foster mom and on and on and on there are only two notable times i could think of when it was a son or a brother uh walter gillis's son and harvey's brother i guess harvey's father a little bit too uh even in the case of donna's father uh it's still about Mm -hmm. her father letting his daughter down the trope is so tired would faye trying to protect her son really not have hit as hard
4: uh, I think it. I think is. Um, the theme is definitely Samantha. I think that Samantha is really why they're pushing it so hard in this season. I do agree with everything they said. I I think that in the past we've seen daughter and sister and stuff using so like daughter! so heavily, but I think that Samantha specifically makes the daughter thing very important because it was the familiar relationship she has with Robert Zane, and so because of that, it's like oh she is Robert Zane's daughter. Then we saw that she bonded with Alex's daughter. I think that the reason why it's being pushed so heavy is because they're making this about Samantha's family and her being the daughter, right? Um, but I agree. it's a, I think it's a tired trope. I do. Because uh, at this point, you could kind of see it coming a little bit. Like, okay, why would Faye not turn on her husband completely? She has a child. Mm-hmm. But it just can't be any child. It has to be the daughter, you know? And like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a little play. It really is. Um, and this damsel in distress type, you know, um trope has been going on since the beginning of time you know since mario and princess peach you know so it's a little it's a little old but whatever it suits here we are four episodes left all right
3: patty tells us that whatever it takes has nine bullshits uh that's a tie for the season so there's one more episode coming up that also has nine so uh that's to look forward to
4: Yes, there were a lot of folder slams in this episode, too. I kind of was, I, I I normally don't catch the folder slams because they happen so they often. Give us but the There were some good ones. Yeah, also, uh, we're
3: pretty close to uh, real time in terms of uh, this home stretch. So we can get the uh, maximum amount of your feedback into these final couple of shows. Uh, so go to suitspodcast.com slash feedback. One more today from David, who says, is it just me? Or are you not feeling the Katrina Bryan storyline? Yeah, it's not just you. I am just bored by
4: them. Seems like small potatoes compared to the rest of the show. He's so mid as a person. It's just it's hard for me to see Katrina so down bad for this man. Um, yeah, I, I I don't like it. Would you have thought
3: Brian would have been such a big part of this final three seasons of Suits from when him and Stephanie entered the associate pool back at the beginning of season seven?
4: Man, and they played the hell out of Stephanie. Stephanie like, gets fired for doing the right thing. Lewis is just yelling at her like a random, like just like off the street. He said it's nobody so would bad. try to
3: impregnate her. Yeah,
4: Right. He, yeah, he, he called her unappealing and all kinds of stuff and basically called her baron. Like it was just horrible. Meanwhile, Brian just skates through like, la, 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 la. I'm bad at my job. Mm-hmm. People like me, la, 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 la. Uh, so yeah, hate this guy. This is a bad arc. Okay. We don't like Brian. Yeah, Uh, Katrina Stand
3: Up also wrote in to say, Susan is so goddamn annoying.
4: <laughs> Susan is annoying. Uh, she's the worst, and she's getting outdressed I noticed this. Okay, oh. so Faye, Faye low-key stepped it up in this episode. I said, Faye, okay, see. She was dressing. Donna, Donna did her normal, you know, big blue dress type situation. That's kind of like the Donna, the Donna thing. But uh Susan's dressed like a damn like sailor. I don't know. She's got like a mascot on. It's very weird. Uh, did not enjoy this from all Susan right. at all.
3: Chappelle. We got to leave it there for today. Uh, Where can people keep up with you? Uh,
4: People can follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show.
3: I'm at Rob Sisterino. We'll be back here with the final four episodes of Suits here. Let's see how it all wraps up. Coming back here with our Season 9, Episode 7. That'll be dropping in your podcast feed on on Friday 5678910 right? Uh, so uh, we will talk to you then take care everybody have a good one. Bye.
1: It's time for today's lucky land horoscope with Victoria Cash.
5: A woo a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. BDW. Group
1: void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. were prohibited by law. 18+. Terms and conditions apply.